Hello and welcome. This is Friend Request. I'm your host, Justin Lamb, and this is the Personal Journal Summer Series. This is part two of Making Friends. Last week, we talked about um, making friends via Bumble BFF. It uh, What an interesting experience that was. We heard from a uh, new friend, Sylvester Sly, if you will, and... This week, we're going to dive into an even weirder place to meet friends, I think, in my opinion. Um, strangers on social media. So let's let's go ahead with part two, making friends at 40. You and I have lots in common. My request is sent. Would you like to be my friend? Would you like to be my friend? All right, so about the same day, I think it might have been the exact same day that I posted and went live, if you will, with my uh, Bumble BFF profile, I also was featured on an Instagram account. Now, there's a little backstory here. Um, former podcast guest uh, Katie Allen, also author and finishing a 500-mile trek across Spain, I believe, right now. And just celebrated one year sober. Shout out to Katie Allen. Hi, Katie. Um, she was featured on this Instagram account. And I said, oh, that's cool. And so I went and signed up. And they featured me like the next day or the next week. Um, which is funny because their disclaimer says it can take a while. So, you know, put your birthday in. So we don't, you know, so we know how old you are when we finally post it. Um it was a little fishy, but, uh, I'm not trying to steal your thunder, Katie. I was happy it happened because it erupted in a bunch of strange conversations, but let me give you this Instagram account, um, in case you don't know who they are and a little background info. So the account on Instagram is called I am 30 AF all spelled out. I A M T H I R T Y A F. And they describe themselves in their bio as millennial heaven. Um, it's a, it's a meme account guys. I mean, this is a bunch of meme account, like a bunch of memes from like eighties and nineties that people in their thirties and <clears throat> 40 now, um, understand, laugh at, relate to what have you. They have 2.8 million followers. So if you're listening to this, you may already follow them, but they do this thing in their stories that's either single of the day or friend of the day. And for single of the day, pretty self-explanatory. It's someone that's like seeking a, a mate, a partner, a fuck buddy. Um, and then friend of the day is someone like looking for new friends. So I was like, well, this is kind of perfect. That's where my friend was featured. And I was like, that's cool. She's like, I got so many weird messages. I love it. And I was like, I'm going to throw myself on there. That'd be funny. So I submitted my profile and here's the criteria first it asked for your you know your name your instagram handle your age um your whether or not your instagram's public or private and then they say give us a few sentences about who you are and what you're looking for please limit it to three sentences i don't remember exactly what i wrote um i definitely said future therapist um probably interested in people that are interested in self-growth, personal growth, whatever that looks like. And something about being sober and I don't know, liking nineties shit. 
I'm sure all of that was in there. Um, and then what song would you like to have play in the background of your post? I picked a Counting Crows song. I think it was Mr. Jones, maybe Rain King. And what's your star sign? Taurus baby. Uh, that was optional. I don't know if I put it or not. I don't actually care. And then they said, if your Instagram account is private, would you make it public the day we feature you? So I submitted this, literally submitted it like within a day of my friend being featured. And they emailed me and they're like, congratulations, your thing's going to be live tomorrow. And it's like, what? And this is where it gets a little nutty. <laughs> um, so here's what happens when an account with 2.8 million followers posts a link to your profile with a little description and a picture of you. You get a lot of messages. Um, a lot of messages. And this was, I mean, this is fantastic for if you're a fan of those social media dopamine hits. I mean, fucking dive right in. It's ding, 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 ding. Uh, and you're getting all these messages and it's a, it's a great time. The immediate frustrating thing for me, because the goal of this is to meet new people, right? And uh, right there in the beginning, everyone that was responding was somewhere else in the country. There might have been someone else in the world, definitely in the country, though. Uh, like California and Portland and uh, Tennessee and like... like bro, I'm in fucking Southeastern Michigan. Like I appreciate you responding. And that's in my little tag there. When you get featured, it's like, this is where the person's at. And so while I appreciate these people, they're like, Hey buddies, let's be buddies. I'm like, and do what? Like chat back and forth online. Like, I don't want to fucking pen pal, man. Like I want to meet people in pe in person. Like the goal is to meet people, not meet whatever it is we present ourselves online as. And I got a couple, uh, I mean, I'm friends with a couple of these people now. I don't know if they're friends enough to know I have a podcast or listen to it, but hi, if you are. But the, uh, the people that stuck out, there were two, two stick outs, two stick outs. We're going to go with that. Uh, the first one was Rainy Shay, and I mention her because you may remember her from earlier this year. She was on season four um, in February, I think. I couldn't tell you the exact episode off the top of my head. But Rainy Shay is a couples, or no, she's a relationship coach. Her husband is a social worker, and she was a Mormon and grew up like deep in the Mormon roots and then left the church. And so like, that's the majority of what we talk about on her episode. And she's got a fascinating story. So go listen to that. If you, if you want to meet rainy Shay. Um, so we had some good messaging back and forth and that culminated in doing the podcast. We haven't really talked since then. Um, which is pretty, I mean, it's pretty run of the mill and I don't mean this in any sort of way. Like I harbor no, ill feelings towards anybody, but most people that are on the podcast, like contrary to what you may believe from a podcast being called friend request, where you learn intimate things about somebody, we don't like continue those relationships. And I, I think I've mentioned that on here before. Like, uh, you know, most people that I interview were not suddenly like hanging out afterwards on a regular basis. Um, 
I try to keep in like better contact with the people that, you know, we connected and have stuff in common. Or, you know, if I see something that reminds me of someone that I've interviewed, I'll send it to them. And, uh, that's, that's all fine and dandy, but no one's like coming over for barbecues for the most part. Um, there's very, very few, very small handful of people that have, uh, continued to stay there. And some people have, uh, were there and then I'm not going to get into that. So the other person that I met, uh, that had reached out and we had some stuff in common and I'm going to, I hope I'm sorry, Mariah, if this is embarrassing, I wanted to read what Mariah wrote to me. This is, so the other person is my friend Mariah and she reached out to me. Well, all these people reached out to me. I was the one featured on the Instagram account. Ever heard of it? So this is eight months ago, November 7th, 1133 AM. Um, Mariah writes, so this is weird, but I just saw your looking for friends profile on 30 AF. I, we, husband and I, are also looking for friends. My name's Mariah, 40, no kids, cats instead. Love that. We just moved to White Lake in July from Denver, and before that, Park City, Utah, for about 13 years. My husband grew up here, but I didn't, so the only friends I have so far are my in-laws. They're wonderful and kind, which is great, but we live right next to door to them, but I'd love to branch out. We're doing some home projects as well. I like to kayak and the outdoors type activity. And my husband is a passionate punk and ska enthusiast. Um, hope you're having a good day. It's gorgeous out and would love to connect. Nothing weird, I promise. <laughs> I, I loved this message so much. I responded with uh, a joke about like, hi, are you a stalker? Because you're, you're hitting a lot of buttons. Like, love kayaking. Um that was definitely not part of my profile thing that I submitted, but nail on the head. Awesome. Your husband is a big punk and ska person and grew up in white Lake, which is like for those not from the area, not far from me. I was a punk ska kid in high school, high likelihood that like I knew him or like was on the peripheral of his friend circle, which was really funny. So we started immediately like, chatting about that and I was messaging my friends and being like, Hey, do you know this guy? Like, isn't that crazy? And finally agreed to meet up and which is, is crazy. <laughs> like just deciding to meet up in person with someone that you met online. Okay. That in itself sounds normal these days. Absolutely. Like that's online dating, right? That's the apps. That's Tinder. Like people meet up and fuck each other. I get that being in a committed relationship or in my case, marriage and like chatting with someone of the opposite sex online and then meeting up with them sounds a little crazy. And, and also like, I don't know, bordering on unsafe, depending on your comfortability and, you know, women are always in danger. Right. So <laughs> this is, uh, this, this was, funny and weird and I was talking to Erica about it and I was like is is this okay she's just, you know she didn't care um she's like good for you like go make friends and so I did and we scheduled something and we met up for coffee and hit it off and have met up for coffee 
almost weekly for quite a while. And uh, Mariah is just a great friend of mine now. I'm happy to confidently say that. And she really like sets the bar for what friendship is, the the things she thinks about and asks about. And uh, these things that I, I almost feel like for me have to be a physical checklist that I go through to make sure I remember and show up the way that I want to show up. Um, they, they feel like they come almost naturally to Mariah. And I was so curious about that and about her perspective that I asked if we could talk about this and if she would share her experience with this whole ordeal. And she agreed. So we're going to take a little break. And then when we come back, we're going to chat with my friend, Mariah. Guys, we are peak summer right now. It is late July. August is right around the corner. It's getting spicy out. That's when the sun gets hot. And what better way to cool yourself down than some sparkling water, nice ice cold sparkling water, maybe some sparkling water with a little CBD in it. Maybe, maybe you just want a nice... Uh, non-alcoholic IPA or, I mean, heck, get something crazy like a golden wheat ale, something that screams summer, or maybe you're one of those limited edition guys. Those are constantly available too. All of this, the water, the CBD water, the IPA, the, the wheat beer, the limited edition brews, all of it is available from Wellbeing Brewing. So head over to wellbeingbrewing.com slash friend request you want to put that in there save yourself some money save yourself oh i don't know about 10 percent off your entire order and you can sample all these things you can get refreshed you can feel refreshed you can look refreshed you can take care of your own well-being with well-being tm just made that up and you'll have just the best rest of summer ever because you're going to constantly feel good because you're taking care of yourself. So go knock it out of the park there, slugger. Wellbeingbrewing.com slash friend request. All right. I love you. I'll talk to you later. Back to the episode. We met mm-hmm. on Instagram. We did. Which is the funniest and weirdest thing to say. Um, and I... I I'm curious, from your perspective, specifically, what that was like, because just us being friends can mm-hmm. be looked at as, as strange in some way, because there's a lot of societal norms about genders, and like, oh, like, you can't be friends with, like, what? people are always amazed that I have, like, girlfriends, mm-hmm. and, and yep. instead of, like, guy friends, yep. um, and for you to reach out to a guy on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Tell me, tell me from your perspective what that looked like. And okay. Yeah. So let's circle back. Yeah. So I think my criteria at the time, I knew I also wanted to make friends because I was new in the area and uh, had family in the area, my in-laws, um, but didn't have anybody who I could connect with uh, like me or in my age group, really uh, nearby. 
so that was something I really wanted to do and have, have wanted to expand my friend group for a long time since uh, when I lived in Park City in Utah a couple years ago, Denver, same thing. And I'd really struggled to make those connections and find those people. Uh, I don't have kids, so you don't have those built-in things of kids' soccer. Uh, and I also worked remotely for forever. And so you're not going into an office and making office friends. So trying to figure out how am I going to do this uh, in Michigan, my new home state. And I also at the time hadn't found a job here yet. So money was limited. So I couldn't join in a um, sailing club or watercolor class. So I was trying to figure out how are you going to find friends? And obviously the internet. Obviously, obviously you would. So I did spend a lot of time uh, being unemployed, scrolling through my phone and followed 30 AF and had seen those, you know, friend highlights yeah. or whatever the, you know, adopt this dog. I thought, wouldn't it be crazy if there was just someone in, in the area? Yeah. And the next day, it was someone in the area. And so it mattered less who you were and more that it's someone in the area. So I figured worth a shot. Yeah. And then it worked out well because this mystery is still not solved, but mm -hmm. at least Jamie's brother, your husband's brother, if mm -hmm. not your husband, mm -hmm. ran in similar circles as me in this area around the same time. Yeah. Because like all the little punk kids. And that's one of the things that when I reached out or when I can't remember, I should have screenshotted what year. I, I'm going to scroll back before I do the episode so I can. Look and screenshot. Yeah. Because yeah. remembering what it was and some of those things were, uh, you know, had it said, I'm Justin Lamb. I love going to the gym and taking my kids to, you know, shooting ranges or whatever you want it. You know, that maybe yeah. wouldn't have been a fit. But there were a few green flags. I was like, this could be a thing and I could be a friend. I know a future therapist. That was oh, yes. On there. That was definitely on there. Um, and I Night, find that. Pop culture, 90s yeah, stuff. Yeah, totally. That so, was all on there. so all green flags. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Um, I want to circle back to something you said because I'm very interested in this. Yeah. Um, you kind of talked about the struggle not having kids at this age mm -hmm. and like the struggle to to make friends, especially working remotely, which is the situation for a lot of people now. I've been doing it since like just before COVID. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it, I was doing it before. It was cool. <laughs> um, and I'm wondering like what else you did because, um, you know, I've I've looked on like a meetup mm -hmm. and... I have another episode about being on Bumble, mm -hmm. <laughs> which was a whole thing. Um, and so what, like, what have you found? Because initially when you said that, my immediate thought was, I figured it would be easier for women to make friends than guys because mm -hmm. guys are like closed off, unemotional and stupid. Mm -hmm. No offense. <laughs> um, but then I guess I think about like my wife and like women our age without kids like that takes you out of this bubble of people that are mm -hmm. doing shit mm -hmm. so what was that like what methodologies did you try and like what role does that play that you have you don't have kids like mm -hmm. has that been an obstacle in itself yeah so to answer your first question what methodology methodologies <laughs> literally none okay <laughs> i i think maybe i was just really lucky that i started to think about it more seriously of how do, how am i gonna 
how am I going to make this work? Because that is something that for my mental health I need is uh, that interaction and a close, intimate friendships are important to me. And that's something um, I really value a lot and try to put a lot of effort, effort into. And uh, I guess maybe because it was fairly new uh, moving here and it took a long time to get settled and get everything unpacked. So I was a little busier. And um, the summer I was busy helping my in-laws. And then the fall came and it was a little less busy and I still hadn't found a job. And what am I going to do with all my time? And I think I got just got really lucky. Okay. So. Well, you mentioned in like Park City and mm -hmm. in Colorado, you had the same issue. Yes. So Did that's... You, were you doing stuff there? Yeah. So that's kind of the second part is how does that look, the kids thing yeah. and the not having kids. So I started to realize I needed to expand my friend group when my last friend uh, in Park City of a really close group of girlfriends that was my village and my group and we did so many things together when the last person had their first child the the situation just made itself so clear that oh you know I still have all this time and I'm eager to do these things and the stage in life yeah. that they were in was just so different than the stage of life that I was in which is normal and fine and probably should be that way you mm your time is just taken by your infants and your yeah. toddlers. So for me, that's when I thought I need to kind of branch out and find some more friends. And then shortly thereafter, I moved to Denver, which was a short, pretty short term, a year and a half, maybe. And it was still kind of COVID time. So people were not getting out. So it was not a, an option really anyway. And I was close to the corporate office so that I could make friends, but the corporate office was closed. So then it was the COVID times yeah. and then uh, moved to Michigan. And so that realization of, of making new friends and what I needed coincided with kind of the Rona times. Yeah. So the impetus started with the final friend having children and me being like, oh, Okay, okay, I need uh, an adjustment, um, an addition to. Have you, we're just branching off on topics now. Yeah, tell uh, me. But I'm just curious if you've found that there's, cause I, and I asked this because I'm looking for this answer myself, mm -hmm. um, what that balance is of like pretty much all my friends have kids. Mm -hmm. um, and I think there, in my mind, there should be a balance of like, for the parent, like, yes, this is my life has changed now. I mm -hmm. have this child that are going to take a lot of my time, mm -hmm. obviously. Um, but also what I've seen a lot is like the child becomes the identity. Mm -hmm. And then as the other, as the friend and whether you're your friend with kids or not, whatever, but like you lose that person that uh -huh. you used to hang out with because yeah. their, their entire identity now is, is being a parent. Right. Instead of like all the other specific things that made them who they were before. Mm -hmm. um, and I wonder what the balance is there to help continue and maintain that friendship at some level where that like you're both participating in each like as the non friend or as the non kid friend, yeah. I need to make an effort to be like involved with your whole family instead yes. of just you because that's just what a friend has to do yeah, yeah. but at the same time like 
you need to make an effort to like have connection time with me too. Yeah. Um, so what's the balance there? Have you seen that? I'm, I struggle with that a lot. Uh-huh. With your with your friends, yeah. you mean. Yeah. So I don't know what that balance is. And you just mentioned like all but one. And then the last one had friends or had kids. Yeah. Uh, and if you've figured out any sort of methodology there. I'm using that word a lot today. Uh-huh. Uh, that works or no. Yeah, I have. And I think some of the things I've read online about being a mom and the loneliness and how uh, that can be a struggle and depending on your partnered or non-partnered situation and how supportive that partner is, that it can be isolating and really difficult. And uh, I've seen some things about just please keep reaching out. Yeah. And I definitely do that. And my friend group was also small enough. I don't. I never had a vast friend group, you know, five, six people is, yeah. is what it was. And so I definitely, I can do continue to reach out. Um and make the effort and I go to them. So that's one thing that I do as well is my priority is hanging out with you. And if I realize how hard it is for you to maybe get everybody together and meet somewhere or do something. So I, because I'm just the one person and I can go to them, it's much easier. So I adjust what I can do because I have more time and more resources and more energy because I don't have kids. So I try to look at it that way and give a little bit more to them at this time mm. to see them through to the other side of maybe kids being 10 or eight or a little bit less needy, whatever it is, yeah, yeah. because the people I've chosen to be in my life are, are worth it. And there have been a few people who maybe you let that fizzle and that's okay mm. that your season of friendship is over and not every relationship is meant to be for forever. Yeah. And that's fine, too. So that's what I do is I try to look at it as I have a little bit more to give and they have less, but their relationship is uh, the relationship with them is still valuable. And um, I still get a lot of it when we're together. And I do see when we're together that I still see the person who is my friend from pre-kids. So that's kind of how how I handle it is give a little more until we make it through. Let me ask you, because, and I've said this to you, and I think Erica's conveyed this as well. Like mm-hmm. you, you set a high bar, which is a compliment for like friendship. Mm-hmm. Um, it's that it's, is kind. <laughs> I'm just wondering, like, this might be more for <laughs> the interview with you, sure. but like, where where does that come from? Um, like, how do you think you learned? what a friend because for me it's like 100% based in people pleasing that I'm trying to like change and like I need to do whatever makes them happy otherwise they'll abandon me because I have abandonment like it all struggles like comes from my own issues with abandonment and uh lack of self-worth and so finding that in other people and like shifting that now and changing that um has been difficult mm-hmm. <laughs> and you seem to have such a wonderful grasp on friendship mm-hmm. that I just wonder where that came from. Like, what are the foundations for those beliefs and values? Right. That is a great question. I have never really thought about it. Uh, now you have something to think now about. Now I have something to think about. <laughs> I think um, I think my mom is a very warm and giving person and uh, gives love and attention 
uh, with no strings attached. At least that's how I feel. My, you know, yeah. who knows what my siblings think, but that's <laughs> what I. That's how what I think, and I have. I have found that I really get a lot of joy from being there for other people and giving them support, which is why I was like, maybe therapy, but, or uh, maybe being a therapist, which was like, oh, Justin Lamb, possible therapist. Fascinating. Let's talk about it. Um, but that is another story. So, so I think I do really like, like it when people feel like I'm a safe space. And that brings me a lot of joy and satisfaction in who I am, but in a way I believe that is healthy, <laughs> that is not, if I don't have that, then I'm not worthwhile or yeah. am missing something or am not good enough. I I definitely don't feel that way, but I I I really like being a safe space for people. Maybe that's the easiest way to put it. Well, that's beautiful. Oh, thanks. <laughs> um, I'm going to rewind and go back because I don't want to. I don't want to leave the Instagram thing. Yes, completely. let's get back there. Tell me. So I, I will say from my point of view, I tell my wife, "Hey, I because like, I was messaging so many people. You're the only person that was in Michigan, mm-hmm. um, which is funny because I appreciate the effort, but like, why are you messaging me when you live in like San Francisco? Like, we're not hanging out, man. Right. <laughs> um, how many messages did you get? Probably like a dozen different okay. people. Um, I think all but one were women. Right. Um, and so to, to explain to your wife, hey, I met this girl on Instagram. <laughs> we're going to go meet up. Right. And then the underlying insecurity that I have of like, Hey, I got to pick like a place that I know mm-hmm. and like have an exit plan. I guess like, I don't know 100%. what's happening. You so have to, I'm wondering what that looks like from your side, like going to meet this guy I've been talking to on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Cause that sentence is really funny. It is. And, it is and really strange it is. for like, anybody in a married couple to be like, Hey, I'm going to meet this person of an opposite sex that I've been chatting with on social media. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Never met before. Yes, I totally agree. Also a weird <laughs> conversation in my household. Okay. Uh, and I did the exact same thing that you did, which is uh, one, when we were messaging back and forth, I thought very carefully about what I was going to write so that it was the right mix of funny, but non-threatening and not weird, but, but I, I wanted to be someone you wanted to meet. So I was really, I really thought so hard about what the best message back and forth could be an introduction. Because what if you thought I was weird and you didn't want to meet up? So I much, I, I much more thought about how do I present myself as, a, as a, a, an attractive friend for you versus worrying about is this a murderer? Maybe that's a bad thing. <laughs> but I, was, I yeah. did the same thing. Like I want to be my best self for this person and what do I wear that is the right thing that doesn't look like I'm trying too hard because this is this is a we're both in relationships it, we're both married which I really liked it felt very safe to me yeah. um, and that was comforting as far as meeting and making a friend uh, who was a guy and I mentioned to my husband Jamie sort of the same thing like so I'm going to meet 
this guy for coffee and he probably like erica was like well have a good time bye now uh <laughs> and our our spouses i think are kind of the same in that way of like well best of luck to you go go right on ahead and enjoy but uh it, i felt that i think we had a similar experience of how do i be my best self yeah. and make sure that if it's really goes sideways i can escape escape <laughs> gracefully and never speak to this t terrible terrifying person oh, again dorothy's calling i have to leave uh, oh i gotta scoot excuse <laughs> me so it looked the same as your experience That's i think so funny mm -hmm. yeah mm -hmm. well i'm so glad you reached out mm -hmm, me too um our pretty much weekly coffee meetings mm -hmm. amongst other things have been highlight of my time so yeah ditto Ooh. Can oh. I ask you? Yeah. Did you, because like, I, I definitely was like, let's find out who this person is. I think all your stuff is private. It is. And so I had to like request to follow you mm -hmm. to know anything about you. Yeah. <laughs> um, and and then, I, don't, I don't post a lot. Yeah. So. And then I reached out to my friends from White Lake and Waterford to be like, do you remember this guy? Mm-hmm. Um, that was my other prep work <laughs> to yeah. see if I knew, uh, at least if I knew your husband. Um, and I'm wondering if you did any searching or Googling or anything like that. I did. I did. <laughs> and I'm, all my shit's public. Yes, it is. So I absolutely <laughs> did. I, of course, looked at all your profiles and your things, and it all seemed very normal and uh, backed up what you, who you said you were yes. in your in your 30 AF blurb and between in our interactions. And I also obviously sent those to my girlfriends. So I sent your profile to them to say like, I'm going to meet this person, check it out because you know, they knew, they also knew that I was new here and yeah, looking yeah. for friends and, and as backup, just in case there was a murder investigation, there'd be a great trail of talking to friends and family of, yeah to point in the direction of the perpetrator. Perfect. Mm -hmm. I, I, I should have warned more people if I went missing. You absolutely, like if you go hiking or yak, you're going yakking, you need to say where you're going, what trails, and when you plan to be back. Spoken from someone who lived in the mountains. Lived in the you. mountains or lives life day to day as a lady. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> unfortunate but true. And on yeah. that note, uh, yeah, well, perfect. I'm going to edit this into all sorts of fun stuff. Fantastic. I'm going to change all the questions. You and I have lots in common. My request is sent. Would you like to be my friend? Would you like to be my friend? All right, guys, that is it for this week. Tune in next week for our exciting conclusion, part three of three. Making friends at 40 years old. What a ride it's been. We've covered uh, dating apps that apparently have a best friend feature. And social media or Instagram, if you will. And uh, this last part we're going to do next week is probably the most organic one. And one we can all relate to from our younger days. But being that I'm back here, talking about being in school. Making friends at school. And what that looks like when there's a very large age variation. All right. I'll talk to you next week. Okay. I love you. Bye-bye.